host, Brian Finley, and this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite TV shows of the past and the present. Today we talk to Guillermo Lugo. Guillermo Lugo has selected a series that he currently loves, and that series is the Breaking Bad spinoff, Better Call Saul. TV podcast. This is your host, Brian Finley, and today I'm here with our very special guest, Guillermo Lugo. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, Guillermo, thanks so much for coming over today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a while since I've seen you, so when you reached out and asked me to join you, I I jumped at the chance. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> refuse. This was going to be the, the time of your life. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty excited, actually, about the show you decided to pick, because... Oh, I, did you not Did you not see me as liking the show, or I not? Know, typically, when I like something, you don't. That's, that's very true. So... Yes. No, I didn't know uh, this show was registering that much with people, uh, and I don't think it did initially... Uh, but, yeah, so the show we're talking about today is Better Call Saul, just yes. so I'm not... Uh, having all of you out there, all one of you, question, <laughs> question, what is he talking about? Hopefully you read a description. Uh, I, I'm Hopefully I'm smart enough to put up a description on what this podcast will be about before you press play. Yeah, I'll make a note of that for you so we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Better Call Saul. Yeah, uh, which is, of course, a big spinoff of Breaking Bad. Uh, I'd love to hear your just uh, how you got into the show Better Call Saul. What even drove you to to watch it, and what was it? What's been your experience watching it? Well, first, I I think you're right, at least for me, uh, in saying that it was um, it didn't register with people right away, and I know I didn't jump into it until three years later. Like, the third season's done, but yeah. Netflix only has two. Yeah. So... So I've wait, only, are you fully caught up? No, I'm not. Oh I've gosh. only seen the two. I'm concerned, because oh, no. I'm fully caught up. <laughs> so I'm a little worried I might... Spoil I might, something? I won't. I'm okay. going to be very good. Okay, and it's it's it'll be hard, because I picked the last mm-hmm. episode of the second season. But, um, I knew it was a spinoff of a, of a great show called Breaking Bad, which I liked. Um, and it featured one of the my favorite characters from the show. So I think that was another reason why I initially didn't jump in right away. I yeah. thought they were, might they might spoil it. And, yeah, and not spoil, but you know what I mean. Like, no, you not, take not a, do it justice. You take a great character from one show, and then they suddenly put it on a on their own show, and you're like, oh, this was maybe a one beat character of like. They don't have the uh, wh- I don't know what the the depth to actually make them. Carry a full series. Sure, and I was I was afraid that the tone they were gonna switch from um, might not do the character justice, or might not. It might just seem weird because, um, well, Breaking Bad sort of started as like a fish out of water story, right? Like yeah. it was this goofy uh, teacher who had cancer and had to find a way to make money quick, and then it turned into like this drug czar, drug war thing. And the tones shifted so dramatically, um, and I was afraid that, like, I don't know, I, I didn't know what they were gonna do. Yeah. But if I had to like sell it on some, uh, sell it to someone, I would say, hey, this is a great like companion piece. To yeah, your thir- here's your thirty second yeah. reason for why someone should watch it. Absolutely, like it's a great companion piece to uh, 
like a greater overarching story uh, that also includes this character and others actually too. And um, even if you're not familiar with the character or uh, the series Breaking Bad, you can still enjoy it um, just solely based on how strong... um, Oh my god, I'm blanking no. on his I'm blanking on his name. Uh Vince Gilligan? No. Or, uh, the, uh, the actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh Bob Odenkirk. Oh my god. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. He's so good in <laughs> we this. We are experts on these shows. <laughs> uh we only bring in the top expert yeah. who knows I'm gonna blink on so many names. Everything right now. about the show. Uh no that that was my you mentioned your concern when you first started watching, perhaps, or a lot of people's concern. Uh first of all I've read that the initial premise was that they were going to go with a more comedy type of show. Mm -hmm. Something that was going to be much more comedic. So the fact that it does get much darker as it goes on is something I personally like. I like too. Yes. And they also... uh, I I started watching just when it was airing Mm -hmm. on AMC. And I was like very pumped. I was a dedicated fan of Breaking Bad at the end. Uh, so I was a follower. I okay. waited until I had heard like, "Hey, this show's great." I didn't. I didn't start watching it. I didn't start watching Breaking Bad when it came out. Okay, how how deep into the series was it already when I started? Yeah, I probably watched. I think it was season the last two seasons. I think I it was the same for me watch. because I didn't have. Uh, or I still don't have cable, so yeah. whatever I get, I just get secondhand from Netflix or wherever. But yeah. yes, I was on the same train with you. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a big uh, a big thing for me is when I started watching it. You know, I'd watch one episode each week because I had cable, and you probably experienced this perhaps with Netflix. Is you watched a couple episodes, and it it just didn't seem. For me, I was like, oh no, I don't know where this is going. It doesn't it doesn't have that same tone as Breaking Bad, but you forget how I didn't love the first few episodes of Breaking Bad. Like it took me a few episodes to get into that world to create that high tension that eventually exists. Yes, yes. And that is something I think that is so important in the show is them building that up and not just episode one, hey, like, here's the high stakes. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And if I want to, I just, I don't want to keep going back to Breaking Bad because this is, this no. is about Better Call Saul, but I couldn't binge watch Breaking Bad. They, it just got so tense for me after oh. a while. I'm like, oh no, I have to put this down and then come back to it later. A lot of people say that. And the, the episode that really did it for me was um, the episode where um, Mr. White's wife. Skyler. Skyler. Yep. Takes money from underneath the crawl space of the house and gives it to her lawyer or no ex no Ted boss her, her yes Ted friend. yeah her old friend Ted yes and uh, Mr White on the other uh, on the other end uh, was Does he owe some money somewhere? he just he just struck a deal in the desert with uh, with um someone yes so like <laughs> he was about he was gonna he was gonna get out of town he was gonna use the money that was buried underneath the crawl space yeah. Uh, and the like, the last image of the of the episode is a slow, um, oh. like zoom out of um, Mr. White in the crawl space, like laugh crying, yes. just like, oh no, I'm ruined. Yes. Now, do you call him Mr. White because you're scared of him? Uh, I call him Mr. White because I don't remember his first name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Walter. Walter. Walter White. Yes. Um, 
but hey, that's that's awesome. Um, there was something else I was gonna say, and now I I don't know if I can remember it. See, this, about... these tangents on Breaking Bad is not gonna work. No. Oh, you know what I was gonna say is that it totally no. Go away on tangents as much as as much as you like. All right. I think uh, one show that <laughs> that always reminds me of how important it is to have that sort of build up to get to a point where it matters that characters are mm-hmm. tearing each other down or doing all these high tense things. You're gonna laugh. Is Melrose uh, Place? It's Melrose yep. Place. Have I, I, you were gonna have say I that. told you this before? <laughs> no, no. But here is why: because season one of Melrose Place, they were trying to make basically, oh, we're not, we're Beverly Hills nine hundred two zero, but we're all 20, 22 years old. But they still were playing nice, and it was like, oh, a weekly thing. But because of that, they were all friends in this first season. Sure. So usually a soap opera now that would be like a Melrose Place is like episode one. Oh, this character's devious and they're going to be completely horrible. But what they did is they have this whole season where the majority of these characters are pretty nice people. And then in season two, just like everything breaks loose. People are cheating on each other. You know, things get mean. Okay. Uh, and so that's why it mattered. Well, I I love that you compared Breaking Bad to yeah. Melrose Place. But I was sort of on the I'm I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Like the moment the sh- Melrose Place jumped the shark was, and you're gonna you're gonna fill in all these blanks for me. Is the redheaded character Sydney? peeling back her hair? Oh no no, reveal- that's Kimberly. Oh yeah, okay, two yeah, but Kimberly has reddish hair, so so she was pulling back her head to reveal like the scar yes. on her head. And I'm just like, oh no, that is everyone says the number one Melrose. Moment. Yeah yeah, and what season was that? If you can, I think that was me. actually sometime in season two. Oh, wow. but it was. It, I don't know if that's when it jumped the shark. Okay. However, you know, that's another podcast where yeah. we can really Next go into on it. Yep. Have you watched it? Not some recently. Of it, but, like, you did watch yes. some of well, it. Yes. I, I grew up with an older sister who was all about that. Got it. Yeah. 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 Um, that was a great a great episode there. Okay. So, back to Better yeah. Call Saul. <laughs> back to Better Call Saul. So, it is, as we know, a spinoff. Did you start liking it right away, or did it take, like... I started it once, got two episodes in, and stopped. This is what I did. Then, yeah, months later, months, I, I didn't have anything to watch. This yeah. is maybe... Because the there aren't 5,000 things on Netflix. <laughs> there was nothing to watch. Right? I, well, you know what? I went through... I went through. I finished three series that I had never even thought of watching, of watching on Netflix. We can get to those later. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to watch it. I wanted to finally just say, hey, I saw it. I can tell you whether or not I liked it or not. Yeah. Um, And before I knew it, I was burning through season two, like, in a matter of, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot for me. So um, I didn't like it right away. And in my second venture in, I devoured it. Yeah. It's... It was it was all gone before I knew it. Yeah, I kind of had to be like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with this. <laughs> and I think I even when I started it back up, I skipped or I didn't skip, but I had watched like the first three. And sometimes I might be like, oh, I better start over from episode one and like just be into it. But I'm like, sure. no, I'm just going to episode four and I'm just gonna like keep going and not go back and rewatch because okay. I wanted to just get into the heart of the show. How long before you went back? Mm. 
I watched it when it aired, when it initially aired, uh-huh. and then when the time I went to go back and watch it, two seasons were on Netflix. Okay, same. So, all right. Uh, and I bought season three because I couldn't wait. <laughs> I, I'm this close to buying it. Uh, I might be able to help you out on that. So okay. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but it was absolutely just uh, terrific. Uh, so, yeah, I had to watch season three. So hopefully... I will be as careful as possible. Usually I don't care about spoilers <laughs> on this, but I don't ever want to spoil it for someone I'm watching. Okay, fair enough. So we will not we will not spoil anything. Uh, so we can just watch or we can just like start talking through this episode and where it sort of starts is in the hospital. Yes, in the past. Yes. Um the the two uh the two Jimmy brothers, Chuck. J- Chuck, that's yeah, the one. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to, re- like, I was watching and I was like, oh, I don't remember Jimmy's, bro- Saul's brother's name. Yeah. I- and I'm like, I have no idea. And then someone said Chuck and I was like, oh, okay, I can go. So over. Jimmy and Chuck, um, Bob Odenkirk and Michael McKean, respectively, are brothers and it opens up on them in the hospital next to their dying mother, um... And, uh, and and she's dying. She's dying. She's on her way out. So yeah. I think Chuck sort of realizes this. So he's like a, in a really somber mood. And he doesn't say or do much in the scene. But Jimmy's like, hey, we don't. I don't want to be here for this. You know, well, you know they, are you hungry? He's like, been there three days. You gotta <laughs> step out at some point and grab a sandwich. I don't think he's that wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong, but he was definitely. They were both. They were both on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes, and. Jimmy's like, hey, I'll pick something up for you to eat. Uh, it'll be a few minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. And in that time, their mother passes, but not before she calls for Jimmy's name yes. out loud. And that sort of answers a bunch of questions regarding the brother's relationship. And I'm just like, that's why. Yeah. I think, I think that's a c- contributing factor is... I think Jimmy was always the favorite mm-hmm. with everybody, too. Sure, yes. Everyone always liked Jimmy. Chuck was, I mean, he's not... He's not the easiest person. Guy. Yeah, he's not the easiest person to like. Yeah. But he, they had painted such a terrible um, picture for Jimmy's, char- uh, Jimmy's character by the time that episode had uh, come up. Because um, Chuck... Mentioned that, oh, you know, he was stealing money from his father's store. And then, you know, they later showed you that his father was just sort of a a sucker and just gave people money. And that, like, over the course of so many years, he lost so much money from the business and he had to fold it up and and shop. Um, But, like, they painted such a terrible picture of Jimmy that I was already ready to believe, like, oh, Jimmy's just a terrible guy. Yeah. He's just very likable. But... It turns out, like, he's a very good person, just in terrible positions. He doesn't know how to handle himself. Yeah, he'll, he'll, uh, he always, he will take an easy way out. Absolutely. And try to win, but if he finds out he's hurt somebody, he is, he's very remorseful, and he does not want to do that. Exactly. Um, but, like, this, this one moment right in the beginning of the episode where she calls for his name answers so many questions like you said he was he turns out to be the favorite of the parents right at, at least, least or at least the mom you <laughs> yes you know maybe maybe she was just mad at him <laughs> like how could like maybe he's the one that sent her there and so <laughs> she's saying his name but yes i think the writers are definitely going for he was the favorite 
Right. Um, but that's also the episode where, in present time, um, Chuck is trying to catch Jimmy in a lie. Yes. Or, more specifically, breaking the law in regards to whatever case they were working on. Yeah. And um, Chuck freaks out at the copy yes. store and... Oh, and what? one other thing to note about that scene before is Jimmy's like, hey, did they did like Ooh, say anything? Right. And he's like, no. Oh, no, my goodness. So he's... He's really a, a real jerk. He is, and that was so heartbreaking. That yeah. was the heartbreaking part of the first scene. Was just like, no, he didn't say anything. I'm just like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to your brother? Yeah. Like, who does that? No. You know, it's their last moment. You could be like, oh, she said your name, but he doesn't want his brother to know. Now, do you think he didn't want him to know because it would make him feel bad because he left, or uh, because he wanted he wanted to withhold it and withhold it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, same. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Someone um, presented that argument to me. I'm like, absolutely not. Right. This guy's terrible. <laughs> um, and yeah, you were mentioning they uh, go into, they're in the Kinko's, or I don't know, I call it the Kinko's. Sure. But it's essentially <laughs> a copy place where you can make copies and all mm. that sort of fun stuff. Um, so, and that's that's where we see that that whole personality of Jimmy being willing to like prove his brother wrong in all these instances over the first two seasons or just like amazing. First he didn't like the fact that he became a lawyer. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. And he's like he's like, oh well this is from such and such. How can you even like I don't want you working with yeah, and then he blocked his employment at his uh, at Chuck's law firm. Um, do you remember? Yes, yeah. And the whole time you were thinking it was it is it Hamill, Hamill and McGill, is yeah. that it? And the whole time you're thinking it's the jerk Hamill. Hamill, yes. Because he just seems very, you know, he's like this guy in like these like rich suits and he just seems like really rich and you feel like his brother would at least look out for him in that sense. Yeah. And Hamill was actually... He turned out to be such a great... Not as bad as you think. He's actually a great guy. Like he actually turned out to like help uh, Chuck along when um, the brothers sort of stopped talking and he sort of came clean to, to Jimmy. He's like, hey man... I didn't, or was it the other way around that uh, he found out that Chuck was the one blocking him eventually, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah he does find that out. Okay, he does. I don't remember exactly how, but either way it was played. Uh, Hamill comes off clean and actually is like like you said he's actually a, a, an okay guy. <laughs> yeah, which was surprising because you like to hate the guy because he played it so well. Yeah, and he should be much more mad at. At Saul slash Jimmy McGill because remember like in the early episodes he's like making an ad basically spoofing him and yeah. things like that that you know and when when he's when Jimmy is doing it you're like oh yeah that guy deserves it oh exactly. he's such a jerk mm-hmm. and maybe he didn't fully deserve that no he absolutely didn't and he was just the fall guy for Chuck. Because he felt bad for Chuck, right? He yeah. wanted to make sure Chuck stayed in the law firm and he didn't lose any money. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's the real, that's actually the, his base, like, uh, motivation is like, I want to keep Chuck on the, into the law firm so I don't have to pay out his uh, retirement or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's still true. But, yes. um, yeah, uh, in the course of the two seasons, Chuck gets back into, um... Uh, his lawyering, his lawyer work. Yes. And uh, 
he bumps heads with Jimmy on his uh, on his practices because they're so shady. Yeah. Like you said, he'll 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 cut corners and he'll take a shortcut, even if it means like breaking the law. Yeah, and he Jimmy's all, already had a job at some law firm, right? At this point, mm, I think has, at that law firm, but not as a partner or a lawyer. No, has he worked at a different law firm at all? Mm. This might be part of season. Three. Okay. Oh, he st- he started one with the uh, with the, his lady friend. Yes, before he was working with his lady friend Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they somewhere? Was he somewhere before that? Yes, making a commercial yes. for that company. Yeah, yes. um, Ed Bailey Jr. is yes. the uh, the yes. uh, dude in okay. charge. Yeah, I mean that's not really a big spoiler if I gave that away. No, it, no, I know you were trying yeah, to fish I, around. I was pretty sure that happened earlier in season two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he gets he gets that job. Could have just done that. Yes, and it could be the end of the story. <sighs> And then he felt like he was being put in, like, a cage. Like, oh, you know, these guys don't know what they're doing. Actually, maybe they sort of do, Jimmy. They're really successful, and they would really not like it if you, like, released this this commercial with their name on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Not do that. Well, the whole thing now, for me, is how is the question... From like, where does he? How does he end up from where he started in the beginning of the season to where he ended at the end of Breaking Bad? So yes. I'm like, where does it all fall apart? How does he mess things up? Yeah. And that's what I'm. That's what I was uh, asking myself the last half of the second season. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you screwing this up? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident from what we have seen in in the future, where he's at the Cinnabon, mm-hmm. that he and Kim are not together. Sure, and that that disappoints me. I just like I really I enjoy them. I and I feel like she gives him so many chances. Absolutely, she's such a good friend. I know. I she's probably one of my favorite. Her, Jimmy, and Chuck, those three are, you know, the parts I enjoy the most, which would make sense. But no, then I like I like learning more about the Mike situation, too. So. I, I've kind of veered off of Mike when he started going hard at the, uh, at the drug cartel dude. Yeah. I sort of, like, lost interest. Next season, okay. I think you're going to find some interest. <laughs> I do. I, well, I'm just making a guess, but, like... Someone big from the Breaking Bad series is probably going to make an appearance. I mean, they alluded to uh, to that maybe at the end of the in that very episode in the one yeah. we're talking about. He's, so, there's a note left on his car when he's about to assassinate uh, a major character, the drug cartel dude. And it says Hector Salamanca. Yes, Hector Salamanca. And the Salamanca twins are down there too yep. that he's going to assassinate. So that's like fun. You're like, oh, it's all these like. People and I don't know if that's the house where they bring Walter White to. I was trying to th- figure I think that out. Matuko brings him there, yeah. and uh, so I think it must be. I think it, I think even if it's not, they might just try. They're trying to like make yeah. the parallel connection with uh, with the yeah. viewer. Like, hey, this might be the same place, even though you're not sure how it looks. <laughs> yeah, and I have another question mm-hmm. as I was watching. Uh, Mike gets bu- Mike buys a gun, and there's an arms dealer. You know this guy who sells him the gun. Yeah, and I think it must be the guy who sells Walter like his gun in Breaking Bad. I think it's the same guy. Oh, I can't remember that. I'm pretty confident. Okay, that he's in he's in both. And remember at the like last or second to last episode, 
or end of the season or beginning of the last season, we sort of see we see like Walter at a Denny's and he goes outside the Denny's. It may not be Denny's, but it's a diner. Sure. Goes outside and I'm pretty sure the same arms dealer is selling to him. Okay. Is this where he buys like that little like the one gun he has, right? And it's like a famous episode where he's trying to like practice the draw and kill someone. No, no, no that's it's not, not that. Okay, I don't think so. So, anyway, yeah, I haven't seen Breaking Bad in a while. Yeah. But. Uh, so that that goes on, and then so yeah, that whole thing with Mike and he he's aiming at Hector Salamanca. And are you thinking when that's going on? Are you like, oh, this is gonna be how? Hector ends up in the wheelchair. Wheelchair, yes. I know, because that's that's totally what... Uh, Hector Salamanca, who... Is first introduced into the... In Better Call Saul without his wheelchair. Yeah. Because, of course, we all know him uh, from Breaking Bad in a wheelchair, unable to speak with a bell. Yes. And I always thought that that man deserved, like, a Best Actor... I don't know if he was ever nominated. But I'm not, I, don't I feel he needed to be because I found him to be the scariest villain of all time in wow. Breaking Bad. He was very, he was very good. But I think you're right. He deserved uh, an award. He 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 needs he needed to learn Spanish because he's not of Hispanic origin, at least to my oh, he isn't? yeah, at least to my knowledge. Oh, um, I just thought he was so vicious and he couldn't even like <laughs> talk because he's had a stroke. So well, I'm like, who who? Who can be, like, that scary when they don't even have lines? This is true. But he did have a lot of flashback episodes. True. In Breaking Bad, where he was See, walking... See, I count those. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same actor in the yes, flashbacks? Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, they're the same... They're the uh, flashbacks uh, that tell the story of... Um, where they all get poisoned, Yes. Right? And that's where you think, like, oh, maybe that's how That's he how he gets into the wheelchair. I think, like, everyone now is just going to wonder how he gets into this wheelchair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was no payoff at the end of that uh, episode in regards to that. Um, I would imagine you're going to find out something. <laughs> I imagine. Okay. Uh, though I don't have verification mm. on that. So Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure that might come up, though. Um, so that, that is a fun, a fun storyline, but you're a little bored with it right now. Yes. The Mike storyline is not floating my boat. Um, I mean, the real meat of the story is the brothers and, uh, Jimmy's relationship to, what's her name? To Kim. Yes. To Kim. And, uh, I just don't want to see Kim get let down. (laughs) I know. Kim, like you said, is Probably the best, maybe the 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 one with the most morals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she treats everyone with respect. Uh, she doesn't have any siblings that I know of, but I'm sure she's very nice to them. <laughs> doesn't try to actively destroy them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we don't know that part of her life. We don't. I mean, she is a lawyer. She maybe. could be like a terrible person. Right. Maybe she will get a spinoff where it's her relationship <laughs> with her sister and we learn how awful she actually was this whole time. Yeah, well, like, it, it ended... Um, it ended with them sort of in limbo as to whether or not they're going to be working with each other. Yeah. Because they'd already moved in everything into this office, right? Yeah. And they were already sort of playing around with being in a relationship, in a romantic relationship. 
Kim and um, Jimmy were flirting also with the idea of being in a relationship with each other. Yeah. And this was all sort of like, oh my goodness. Like, this whole, like, storyline's taken, like, a huge arc, too, because she was strictly friends, right? Mm-hmm. And he felt like he was working his way to becoming an honest lawyer so that he can have a chance with Kim. Yeah. And then she sort of gives him the flat out no when he's as, when he asks is this ever going to happen and that's when he sort of goes off and starts doing all these uh, rogue lawyer lawyering you know yeah. like remember stopping the, the bus full of seniors and getting oh, the yes. signatures that he's not allowed to have yeah. um, but uh, after that um, he reels in this huge case seems to know what he's doing and like impresses Kim enough where I'm not even saying this might be the motivation for her character, but Kim and Jimmy eventually start working together, and, um, dang, once he, once he, did he, did Jimmy, um, tell Kim what he did to Chuck's files? I don't know. Or did she sort I'm of figure it out? I'm just say I don't oh, know. Oh, you okay. All right. I know nothing about this. Oh, no. So you would ha- I I would only go off of your <laughs> word on this because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it and probably I don't remember it perfectly either. Okay. Uh, well, let's that, just say that's sometimes the trouble with binge watching though is that you you watch so much so fast. That you forget a lot of details. Yes, they all sort of bleed into each other as far as which season, yes. what happens in, to who and what season. Yeah, and at the end, overall, you just essentially know, oh, I remember, basically, it came down to this one <laughs> blowout with his brother, uh-huh. or, you know, whatever the storyline may be. And, like, you know, it's, uh, I mean, essentially for the for the Jimmy storyline with with his brother in this uh he ends up having his brother get um get some sort of tetanus shot um, oh right and get a scan yes uh, uh claire duvall <laughs> yes it's claire duvall uh-huh. uh who's from lots of 90s things as a teenager yeah she was a young actress in a lot of hip uh indie stuff and she popped up in something real big i can blanking on it she was in a movie called but i'm not a cheerleader yes or but i'm a cheerleader yes that's what it actually was okay um so indie movie darling uh claire duvall's in it and plays a doctor who uh isn't buying any of chuck's bull crap uh, as far as, like, the illness that he's suffering from, um, it's all in his head. Yeah. And, uh... They, and do you believe it's all in his head? Um, I believe he, I believe he thinks it's real. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. think he's, feels like he's actually being yeah. inundated with whatever he says. Yeah. But, no, I don't think it's real. <laughs> I think that was one of the big turnoffs when I first started watching the show, was this person who says he's allergic to electricity it's a little far-fetched yeah i've never heard of such a thing okay so to walk into a show and just automatically believe that that was a little tough so what turned you or are you still on the fence i just decided to accept it 
that that this is what he said. Okay. And, because I've never heard of this. Okay. Like, and you don't expect it of like this high powered attorney mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm allergic to which to electricity. Have you heard of this? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like there's a weird X Files episode about it, maybe. Sure. Um, but it's a little hard. The only thing that it was that that was hard for me to uh, to swallow to believe was that Chuck from maybe the last known flashback um, to him being full on uh, crazy pants is not that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's healthy for a long time or doesn't seem to exhibit any symptoms of his illness (laughs) for a long time in his flashbacks uh, as an adult that you sort of wonder if it was something that like triggered this that sort of made him go nuts. Yeah. They don't really allude to it and they don't really talk about it, but it's just there. And I'm just like, all right, all right, I guess I can handle it. But I think uh, Michael McKean sort of eases that process because I think he's such a good actor in this episode or in yeah. the series. No, he, he definitely is. And, and that turns into what I think is just huge in the show is like you look forward very much to the scenes that go on between him and Jimmy mm-hmm. when they're sparring. And I feel it's, as some would put it, a bit of a game of chess between sure. them. Like, you know, them each making a move and they're trying to get away with what they can and like he's going by Michael McKeon's going by all the rules sure and Jimmy's trying to not go by all the rules right but also Jimmy's not actively trying to destroy his brother no not at all Chuck on the other hand uh, his end game is not entirely clear because in the last episode the episode we're talking about he gets Jimmy to confess what he did. Yes. And he catches it all on tape. Yes. And that's how the... That's essentially how the episode in the second season end is with uh, Chuck having all this information and damning evidence against his brother, uh, Jimmy, who just sort of... According to Chuck, crossed the line. Yeah. Yes. And that whole thing with Chuck using a tape recorder, I mean, it kind of just suggests what a, what a liar he is almost, or, um, I realize he's being very like, oh, pressing it with some device or probably like a spatula or something. So he doesn't touch it, uh but he did have to use batteries. Yes. And he, he can't be by those. (laughs) Right. And he's got that whole, he's set up the whole room with the panels, but it seems he's more doing that just to trick Jimmy. Yes. That he's really fallen off the deep end. Yes, he sort of uh, tricks Jimmy into... He guilts Jimmy yeah. into... Yeah. Into into confessing what he did by going overboard with uh, covering his house with the aluminum foil. Yeah. And, you know, he's giving him this sob story like, Oh, you know, if I... if. I miss this, you know, what could I, what, like, how good of a lawyer can I be if I'm missing things, this and that, and that's how he gets him to confess. So he's very, uh, it's very wishy-washy on how he chooses to turn on or turn off this thing. That's, that's why I'm not completely buying it. Like, I don't know when he got sick 
Yeah. This is my one of my major questions for the show. I'm like, when did Chuck get sick? When did he start exhibiting symptoms? And is how much of this is him milking, uh, you know, the system or whatever? Or, you know... I don't think he's trying to milk the system. Well, no, I don't I, think he's trying to get rich off of this. No, but he's definitely um, taking advantage of his brother. Yes. His brother's taking care of him. He's doing all of his... Yeah, I don't think he's... Doing that for for that reason, okay. But I don't know. But he, Maybe but, I mean, but I also have seen more too. That's true. So, okay. No, <laughs> no, but I don't even know at this point. All right, because I can't remember how all of that plays out. Okay, so you mentioned at the top of the show, you and I almost we rarely agree on. Yeah, because you'll like really boring things. <laughs> Sometimes, right? <laughs> yes. And, and you'll like like the artistic, uh, I don't know, the artsiness of a show or something. Okay. Um, I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, but we were on a previous Friends uh, podcast where we sparred over different movies. Yes, and I can't remember which ones we sparred over. Which is a little upsetting. I can't even remember ones that we were we were arguing about. And these are all movies picked off of AFI's top 100 movies of all time. So maybe The Godfather Two. Oh my goodness! Did you love The Godfather Two? <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, and that, that is just perplexing <laughs> because they they don't explain so much, and they're just like, oh, just assume this happened. No, in the very first 20 minutes of the film. You're introduced to all the major players of the movie, and the bad guy of the movie is... Fredo. <laughs> no, no, it's Michael. It's Michael. Yes. All right, so we we rarely see eye-to-eye on movies and TV shows, so what about this show did you like? What made you like this show? I like... I mean, I think it has some of that that urgency of, like, you know, like in Breaking Bad, where where things can turn on a dime, and all of the, and the things the characters have to fight for are like really important to them. Like when he's going over to uh, his brother's house, I, I like the deception that his brother goes and does that. But I, but it's so mean and twisted. I like the darkness of the show. Um, I like see. I love. I think what. I absolutely love about Breaking Bad and what got me to start actually watching it was someone told me about the whole premise of it's taking a good guy or decent guy because I don't really think Walter White is a very good guy in episode one like he's fine he's not doing anything illegal but Uh I don't think he's like that nice of a man he's pretty grumpy okay like he's working at the car wash and he's like pissed off and Sure, he's in a rut. Yeah, yeah, he's in a rut, and he's kind of, like, he's not a very enjoyable person. No, like, he he feels like his son, to a certain extent, is a burden, right? Is that sort of the sense that I got, that you got, too? Maybe, yeah, and I think that I loved hearing, like, well, what Vince Gilligan's premise was take this person and have them become what is possibly the worst human being. Yeah. And I think knowing this journey that Saul is going to be on, where he's going to end up, Mm -hmm. you're curious. So I don't know how it's a different kind of curiosity, but you do see when he's at the Cinnabon and you do see, I believe it's at the top of 
the season opener, each season opener, you see more of yes. his life at the Cinnabon. Yeah. And so at the start of season three, you'll see another scene from there. Okay. And so this isn't... But, like, it looks really depressing and bleak where he ends up. Yes. And that is why I love it. <laughs> I want to see, like... Because I do think everyone in the world goes on these journeys and you never know where you're going to end up. Like, okay. Any of us could be, you know, doing something or, like, have something happen in our life that could make it particularly unhappy for sure, us. And no. I find it just what makes that happen to people. I completely agree with you. I think I like it for the same reasons you do. Um, and I think we should be clear for people listening that scenes uh, we're referring to of Jimmy or Saul Goodman in the Cinnabon take place after Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting a glimpse of... <laughs> Though, if they're listening to this... <laughs> I mean, if they've listened this far, I think they're gonna know. Alright, well, I'm just trying to do no, like You're some nice hosting diligence. duties, you know? I just you, are do, you are like a good host, <laughs> and I am the bad host. Uh, because I wouldn't explain that. And then I bet there is... The one person that listens, which oh, is probably, so it's probably my mom, <laughs> and she won't even know what I'm talking about, but she'll be like, oh, it's Brian, and it's his voice, so <laughs> that will be, that will be pretty outstanding. No, you're right. <laughs> mom, <laughs> so you know, everything at the Cinnabon is taking after, taking place after Breaking Bad, which is really far ahead of the game. Yes, and like you, like you said... Finding out the character's journey from Inception, I guess, in season one, episode one of Saul, Better Call Saul, to the Cinnabon post uh, Breaking Bad is very interesting because, like I said before, I want to know how he screws things up and how he ends up in uh, in Salamanca's pocket or um, how Mike gets roped into working with... uh, is it Salamanca? No. Gus? Gus. Gus yeah. Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all those questions I want answered. And I think sometimes um, when you do sort of like a prequel or something like that for a, for a iconic character or a known character, you can sort of demystify that uh, character's presence in like other shows and stuff. Yeah. But they do such a good job here at keeping you interested and hooked and wanting to, um, and wanting you to, like, they, they hook you, man. And it's good. And you should watch it. I yep. can't say anything more about it. It's so good. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I absolutely, I enjoy it myself as well. Um, other things that were in this episode were, uh, the Gimme Jimmy commercial. Gimme Jimmy. So is this his first... uh, It's got like... I mean, it's got the old man in front of an airplane being like, Gimme Jimmy. (laughs) An old woman. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. This is for the... His big case, right? And is this the one where... (laughs) Is there one where the woman's just like stared and this is not that (laughs) one. That one is like... But you could so see that on television that like ad that's so cheesy but like when you saw it as a kid you were like oh that's so sad like Like, oh no my grandma could be like that (laughs) yes that poor old woman 
Um, so that's fun too, seeing those those commercials and all of the that sort of fun throughout the series. I mean, there are there are jokes still somewhat uh, a little bit like there is a sense of humor mm-hmm. um, when Jimmy asks everyone in the office like, "Hey, do you want coffee?" Of course, everyone raises their hand. Who's in the waiting room? And then you know it's like end of the scene the woman's like I'd like cream and, and it's not like you know it's not a gut busting laugh but they still have these touches of humor that you would expect to sort of get from a Saul centered show sure yeah but, um, the off the wall stuff I remember when he first sort of went full Saul at the uh, Arizona law firm with the full get up it was like the bright colored suits and uh, I think he was—he he was really trying to get fired, but he leaned into it, yeah. didn't he? Yes. And he was still talking to these seniors, so like he created this like huge persona, um, and that's sort of like the first glimpse he caught of like the Saul that we know uh, in Breaking Bad. But um, yeah. yeah, what else did what else happened in this episode? That was—I mean, those are the big things. Uh, it really just covers those, you know, those characters. There's nothing. There's no one else that. I, I mean, the opening is pretty long just in terms of the mother dying and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. that takes about 10 minutes. Yeah. Then you're going into the scene, like, in the hospital. So it's that's kind of... We kind of covered the majority of it. Um, I don't know. We call out everything I noted down. But if there's <laughs> anything you're thinking of, um, happy to call it out. Uh, let's see. The series makes a lot of uh, great references to West Western suburb Cicero of uh, Chicago. Uh, oh, does it? Yeah, that's where Jimmy's from. What reference has it made? Um, they've showed him in Cicero whenever oh. he visits back home. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and they like make references to cross streets uh, that are not too far from the west side of Chicago, which I'm familiar with. Yeah. And um, let's see. It's always nice to see. A comedic, uh, an actor known for their comedic roles sort of uh, flex their muscle in a uh, dramatic series. So yeah. I like, I love Michael McKean and Odenkirk yeah. for doing that. And Odenkirk keeps getting nominated for it. Really? Yeah. Has he won anything? I don't think they've let him win yet, but <laughs> he should. I mean, the thing is, I don't think the series has fully caught on, mm-hmm. but that's my recommendation to people is keep talking it up because <laughs> it is really great. I think after, and and the first few episodes are great and entertaining and there's nothing bad about them, mm-hmm. but you just go into it with the expectation of, I want what happened in Breaking Bad and I want that to be going on immediately and I want to care. And... It takes some time, so people give it start 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 it up again if you started it and quit. Yeah, um, <laughs> because it's absolutely fun, or at least really entertaining to watch. I don't know if "fun's" the right word. I have fun watching. I have fun watching watching terrible things happen to other people. Yeah, in a fictionalized series. Yes, <laughs> I love I love depressing. Yes, stuff. Depressing I can watch stuff. If I'm sad, I want to watch a depressing movie. Sure, yeah. And I want to just, like, see the saddest things happen. Yeah. Within reason. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't think that I mean anything, like, really heartless. And it's, yes, it's got to be a work of fiction. 
you know, I don't want to see some true event and some really horrible thing that happened. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I need to put on, like, a good uh, album that'll put me in my feelings, just sort of stay there for a minute. If I'm depressed, I'm yeah. actively seeking other things yeah. out that make me feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can go like, well, it's not that. Or you just, you know, you have something that makes you just feel just as sad as you want to feel. <laughs> and like, hey, life's not so bad. Yeah. That's why I love, I love this show, too. Um, if you ranked this, I guess we'll just say series, mm-hmm. but uh, if you rank this series 1 to 10, what do you give it right now? Let's see. I'd give it a strong 8. Yeah. Um, mostly because I'm anxious for more. Yeah. And that's just be, that's just uh, a result of them writing a great series and having it beautifully acted by some great people. Yeah. Uh, I I might give it a nine. All know? right. Might go on one up here. <laughs> Literally. Uh, no, I I can't keep saying I love it because I've said it enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's about what I have to say. Anything else you have left to? No, to I think I'm on? done. I think I think we I think we wrote the book or recorded the podcast on this whole series we until did. next season. No, that that's good. And when you when you finish season three, mm-hmm. uh, we can we can chat it back up. Though yes. we'll have to like talk about maybe Breaking Bad more in depth too. I don't know. Oh man, should we do a whole Breaking Bad thing? We could we could, uh, and we can we can even get like a third person who also because I feel everyone loves that show. Sure. Um, what was nice about this is I don't know that many people that love this show yet. Interesting. And so I feel like a show like Breaking Bad, everyone, everyone is like, oh, well, Breaking Bad. They've probably never even watched it. Or they'll be like, or they'll call like the main character Mr. White because they don't know his name. <laughs> it took me a yeah. while. Uh, so, you know, people who have actually watched the series. Sure. Um, but so we'll have you and then someone who's actually watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we can recap it. Yeah, you had to say that over again because no one can see you <laughs> do air quotes. <laughs> uh, we have a video of this podcast. Oh, no! no so. uh, all right, well, thank you, Guillermo. Uh, much appreciation for uh, coming out and uh, talking about this today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I love talking about stuff like this. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so have me back again soon whenever you want. Yeah, and our dog, and my dog will be here who will make sure to make noise in the background. Right, guys? They uh, wanted to get tired out. They didn't at this point. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Might See TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Better Call Saul, and we hope you come back next time. In the meantime... Please go to iTunes and leave a review of the Might See TV podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Have a great one.